from the king down to the last child, and even the animal, and progressively we made God fail, unfolding his love for humanity. At one point again, they began to feel bad and say, Ah, why should we serve God when the righteous suffer and the evil one are prospering? God said, Why are you thinking like that? You think so shy? Have you forgotten? There's the book of Remembrance that every good deed you do is recorded. That you may not receive the pain now or the reward now. Does not mean that God is blind to us. Just to let you understand that the span of life is beyond the physical realm. There is even a trial in this realm, but will it be a trial of the realm? No. That every man will be paid according to this, this way the wisdom God or the partner of the God. And I hope you have not lost sight. He's meant to build you up. He's meant to encourage you. He's meant to, you know, fill you with the wisdom you need to navigate the nuances of this life. As you progressively journey with the Lord, there are things that remain with you that speaks in your heart, that builds up your conviction level with the help of talking about. I'm fully convinced that neither life nor death can separate me from the love of God. It's not out of emotion. It's not out of zeal. It's out of the knowledge of God, which he has accumulated over time, through meditation, through prayer, and through successive encounters that are with God. And remember, in our, in our generation, we must understand that and take it very, very seriously. And walk with the Lord as he is building us up day by day. Today, thus says the Lord, let the nations be said themselves, I have come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will seek to judge all the nations about you. Many times we feel that judgment will never come. Just because you and I, we live in time and space. And over time, we have not seen God judge. We keep saying he will judge, he will judge, he will judge. And we are not seeing anything. The tendency is to say, ah, this is just religious rhetoric. It does not like judgment. And the people of the world who are involved themselves in darkness and wickedness, who continue to commit evil and those kinds of things, because they are not receiving judgment physically, then we feel that, ah, if we look at them, with all they are doing, no judgment has come to them. You know that the struggling to continue to walk in the path of righteousness will get destroyed. God is my us. He is the judge of the earth. And everybody will pass through his judgment of the earth. Yes, everybody. Okay? We must have that in our mind. The devil will use all kinds of things to twist certain realities that we know that are authentic by the Holy Spirit. That's the only way he can continue his deception. He's called a master deceptor. He has deceived the whole world. And he will want to deceive the whole world. And only those who have the truth know his life. We are reminded to me again that we have a judge who will judge the living and the dead. The judgment will not come the way we interpret in our own human terms. Maybe a judge sit down and calling you and say, Look at what you've done, look at what you've done. No. God is a spirit. He has no time for one on one judgment. He has the work of judging humanity. But what we know is that whatever we do will be subject to scrutiny. Everything we do in this life will be subject to scrutiny. And so that causes us to conscientiously stand out. Every day we do things that we know that if it is presented before the judge of heaven and earth, 
what is God will be our judge? What judgment are we receive? And when you live that way, you won't allow the world to corrupt you. You won't pick up the lies the devil is selling, like, you know, selling lies against our parents. You will live, you know, confidently. You will live by faith. You will begin to understand that as a Christian, your life or the greatest goal of your life is not just to make it on this life. Your greatest goal on life is to make sure that at every point in time, you are fulfilling the will of God. Every other thing is an agenda. And so we want to thank God for his wisdom, for this impartation he has given to us. And so we stretch our hands of faith towards him in prayer. Ask me, oh God, thank you for speaking to us. We will keep your word. We must promise you, we will keep your word. Your word will rule us. The psalmist says, how can the young remain sinless in this corrupt world? He said, by keeping your word. And so the more we keep the word of God, he does a lot of things in our life. Number one, he gives you light. Light does not mean that you see something physically shining, but he gives you inner light. Inner light that helps you to understand things sharply. Your, your, your moral attitude, your ability to discern between good and evil, remains sharp. On top of that, he helps to be able to have the energy to always be doing good. In the midst of the evil that comes and makes the man of good. You have been resilient to resist. That's what the word of God is about. Number two, the word of God has the ability to keep you both spiritually and bodily healthy. It has the preservative effect. He sent his word to heal them and to deliver them from destruction. So any form of destruction, be it destruction that comes from sickness, be it destruction that comes in form of accident, destruction that comes in form of whatever violence that may come from any, any point of your life. The word of God is spirit that are able to preserve you. The more we keep that word, the more we wake up the spirit of violence, decadence, and destruction. Number three, as we keep the word of God, we keep the values of God. And the greatest spirit of God has is his values. How do you know a man who is in the spirit, whom God is interested in, is the man who has the word of God stored in his heart. And because he has the values of God, God's eyes is there. God's eyes is there. The Bible says, Who is the man whom the Lord desires? Who is the one that the eyes of God looks upon? He said, The man of a contrite heart and a humble spirit who trembles at the word of God. So the more you keep the word of God, the more you keep his values, the more his riches increase in you. And it's all an investment of God. And where your treasure is, what happened? There you are. There your heart is, so the heart of God will always be with you. And then finally, what does the word of God do when you keep it? It gives you authority in the realm of the world. It gives you power against evil and wickedness. Power against man, evil. That means evil cannot overcome you. You get master over evil at any level they manifest. Evil will always manifest. Evil will always balance against you. Unprepared. Evil will always you know, wake up against you. That it has not come now that God does not think it's going to come. It's going to come. Evil will come at all levels. All prepared to attack you. The devil has come to attack men. And he will raise evil. The word of God will give you a shield against evil. Unprecedented evil. He will shield you. He will keep you. Then finally, he will give you the power to be able to deal with wickedness. 
Wickedness at all levels. Wickedness is when the devil will brutally be causing harm in different dimensions of your life. Blankly committing wickedness and pain, sorrow, denying of your joy and peace. Do you see the devil unleashes all sorts of attacks upon humanity at all levels? And we talk about when we come these are a web of case, threatened wickedness of the devil's spirit. You see, the word of God will give you what it takes for you to crush wickedness. You have a say in judging wickedness. So the more you deny yourself in the word of God, the more you make yourself vulnerable. And that's why the devil will kill the zeal for the word you have. He will steal your passion for the word. He will take away the will of God from you. He will steal it. Jesus is planting it, planting it. Look at what he has planted in our hearts because of his wisdom. How much of you have been kept? No, the Bible says, Bless the man who has you know, filled his wither with his arrows. He said, You will contend with the enemy at the gates of his heart. And finally, that is why the Hallelujah Commission says, What? Hmm? Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And Jesus again retreated it in the gospel. When they came praising him, bless is the what? Eh? What is again? <laughs> bless is the, the woman who bore you. You know, we like to just praise things that are unnecessary. Eh? Bless is the woman who bore you. Bless uh, the area you grew up. Bless is the uh, family that gave birth to you. Bless is the person you have. And for, for Jesus, what was his preference? He said, for bless, hmm? rather, are those who hear the word of God. And what? And keeping. The keeping dimension is the deadly dimension. You don't keep what you don't know. It is what you know you keep. You may have a fiscal bank account. But what about your spiritual account? How much have you kept from it? How many your points of your life? You may boast of how much you have physically. How much of God's treasure and world you have spiritually. Some of us have confidence that because I, I have some millions in my account, in this world, when that happens, I can spend my money, I can travel, you know, I can just make my connections and all that. No, I'm fine. Spiritually, what I will spend will be based on the time. Remember, there are days that our money is devil. There are days that physical realities will fail us. And the only reality that may answerable to the challenge of that time will be the word. The word of God. We pray. A new life, a new zeal will be blended in our hearts towards the world. That our passion for the world will increase. That the appetite to know more of God. That will begin to dust our bodies again and truly, sincerely, vigorously, peruse those pages of scripture. Read them. By the help of the Holy Spirit, to understand the treasures that are in the world. We pray. That not so that we just learn that for ourselves, but we have passion to communicate it to others. Because the greatest gift the man can give you is the gift of knowledge. We give you a gift.